This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we are here for another edition of the Onside Kick, right here on Most Valuable Podcast, your one-stop shop for not just NFL, but also a sprinkling of AAF news also. We talk about everything in the pro football world. We really only talked about it once. Twice. We talked about it once when you weren't here. We talked about Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. Um, there have been people in the Two comments. Two guys who aren't actually in the league. No, well, should they be is what we talked about. But there have been comments about how they want us to do weekly picks. Um, and the only reason why I haven't done that yet is I want to give it a year. I want to give it a year. I want to get used to it. And then next year we might make We're not weekly gonna. picks. We're not going to. A- Don't get your hopes up. It's not going to happen. I, I said might. It's not going to. There, there's a possibility. It's not. One in a million, there's always a chance. Nope. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Going to be talking about the Antonio Brown trade. He is going to the Buffalo. Oh, wait, no, he's not. He's going to the Oakland Raiders. We're going to talk about what his trade means. That's a different Brown going to the Bills. Josh Brown or John Brown? I think it's John Brown going to the Raiders today or to the Bills in free agency today. We're going to talk about Antonio Brown getting traded to the Raiders from the Steelers what it means for both teams. We're also going to take a look at Nick Foles, how the Nick Foles era is going to look with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then round things out with the Cleveland Browns. They made some moves via trade and free agency. Are they now the favorite in the AFC North? We're going to answer that question today. Before we get into everything, make sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That's where you can support us, and at the $10 tier, If you join us, you can be on a podcast each and every month. You're at that tier talking about the topics you want to talk about on any of our MVP podcasts. But, Mark, let's start. Antonio Brown gets traded from the Steelers to the Raiders for a third and a fifth. Mm -hmm. Before we get into what it means for the Raiders, what it means for the Steelers, Let's just get into that first. Antonio Brown, who, yes, I know he brings a ton of diva baggage with him, but you would think he was going to get traded for more than a third and a fifth, Well, they said they wanted two first-round picks, initially. And and they got no first-round picks. And they traded it to Oakland, the team that's got more picks than anybody. And Oakland's Uh, now going to turn Antonio Brown into first-round picks. um, And... That's a joke, people. I just that would be great. <laughs> Trade him into anybody who Get wants another him. first round. We pick. want more. We want more this year. Uh, next year doesn't matter. First round pick. The, I think the Steelers are really trying to test it. They're like, well, trading a uh, trading your picks to the Raiders turns you into a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Does it turn you into a playoff team if you trade a player? To mm-hmm. the Raiders, let's find out. Yeah, they're really curious. They figured they're in the <laughs> AFC, so they got to flip things around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it is a little bit shocking that you only get a third and a fifth, but in a sense, I think that shows you how done with Antonio Brown the Steelers were to just be like, we do not care. We'll just give them to you. You can just have them. Mm-hmm. We we do not want this guy on our team anymore. And the Raiders then had to give him more guaranteed money as well. So they had to kind of readjust that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it, it's purely just a get this guy off our team. Uh, I was waiting for Big Ben to say, I don't understand how this helps our team now. Um, <laughs> but not this time. Mm-hmm. Not this time. He is okay with Antonio Brown leaving. Uh but yeah, to me, it's just it's very obvious the Steelers were willing to do whatever it took to get this guy off their team. And then I look at the, the I look at the Raiders and the things that they're doing, and it's like they're kind of making some smarter moves this time compared to what they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, with all those signings of old players, John Gruden wanted. But I still sit there and I say you're over. I personally feel you're overpaying for uh, a lineman mm-hmm. that you got. Um, and then switching your first round draft pick that everybody thought was a bad pick over to the other side of the line, uh, and then you're overpaying for a guy who's known to be a locker room cancer. I still sit there. Maybe I just got the hater goggles on. So Raiders mm-hmm. fans, I apologize for that if that's what it is. But I sit there and I look at it and I'm like, yes, this can be productive on offense, but man, is it risky. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of trying to just cover up some mistakes that the team might have made. Well, it it's risk. I'll say this. It's risky. But the first thing is I think that the actual trade has more to do with the ineptness of the Steelers and their handling of this than it does for the Raiders. Like, I'm looking at an article headline right now on ESPN where they're like, how Raiders GM Mike Mayock fleeced the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's like, did he really fleece them or did the Steelers fleece themselves? I don't think anybody got the way fleeced. They I think they this. just wanted to get rid of them. See, I'm on the other side. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they wanted to get rid of them, but they played this situation, they being the Steelers, played this situation so poorly that the first round picks that they wanted, they were never going to get because teams are teams were always going to be like well, yeah, you want to get rid of him so badly, you're dry, you have driven mm. down his price so low. I think he did it to himself. Well, he was. He also had a, the, all the Instagram mm. stories and everything drove down that yeah. price to where the Steelers were sitting there like, great, this see, is that's, the best we're going to get That's why I don't him. blame the Steelers for that. Mm-hmm. He said, fuck you guys, I'm going to do whatever I want. I don't care if it drives down your price, mm-hmm. I'm going to get paid. I'm getting paid no matter what. And see, that's the thing. Like, what I would sit at, and mm-hmm. if I was a Raider fan, I would kind of be a little iffy with it. Mm-hmm. S- several different reasons. But number one, I don't know if I'd want Antonio Brown on my team. And people are going to say, Ricky, you're stupid for that. He's one of the best wide receivers in the game today. I don't want a diva on my team. I don't want a personality. There's a reason why Odell Beckham Jr., why people ask, should we give up a first-round pick for him? Because of all the baggage yeah. that comes with it. The reason Dell. why Chad Ochocinco, who was a really good wide receiver, mm-hmm. nobody wanted him. No one wanted the emo- like no one wanted the sideshow mm-hmm. that came with Chad Ochocinco. And with the Raiders, I wonder if this is just something where A, it's the black hole and Raider fans are and I'm saying this nicely, Raider fans, you guys are crazy at your games yeah. um, and scare me half the time. Um, that it kind of his personality might feed into that, but also the Raiders might sit there and go, "Hey, we're on a th- we're on a timeline where we're probably on the lose now timeline. If he helps us a little bit, well, you know, it doesn't matter because if we make him happy, we he is on the team, brings people to our games. Yeah, we still get high draft picks. We can still do this, lose for the future, but have someone to bring." fans to the games. I wonder if this 
kind of project is going to work out for the Raiders in the end. Because weren't they a team that, hey, we're going to try to lose now, amass draft picks, and then win later? Well, I mean, they traded away their, you know, arguably two of their mm-hmm. better players. Uh, they are they traded away their best player, f- for sure, with Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack. Uh, for a first-round pick, uh, and also more things than that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah, they, they definitely were a team that was in the rebuild. Uh, it's where people were even saying, I don't know, they might get rid of Derek Carr, too. Um, but I, I sit there and I'm like, okay, this can work because we've seen Derek Carr go out there and sling it. We've seen him put up points upon points upon points in a game, and that's when they were successful. And then mm-hmm. when teams kind of caught up to them, that's when they fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem that I that I have with the Oakland Raiders, um, and why I think that this is not necessarily a great scenario here, is they're trying to give themselves that offense again. Um, and there's, uh, there are people who are wondering if Antonio Brown even fits because they're just very West Coast. They want the ball out of Derek Carr's hands pretty fast. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. You, you can make anything happen if Antonio Brown. He's that talented. But yeah. um, people are just scared. Are they going to sling it still? But the problem for the Oakland Raiders is they don't have a defense. But they do have three first-round picks. And that's what I was So they say. could just say... You know, uh, cornerback, defensive end, and maybe defensive tackle or linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like you can just go hard at the uh, defense side of the ball because it doesn't matter if you have a great offense, it's not going to keep up mm-hmm. um, all the time to where it's that's going to be the downfall. So they really, really need one to get more out of Carr, mm-hmm. uh, which he did have a better statistical year last year, uh, some improvement there. But they really need to get that defense. If they can get that defense right, which hopefully they did, they they you know signed a GM that was supposed to be a draft guru mm-hmm. in Mayock, um, and and I love that he first you know he comes in and he's like, hey, that draft pick last year, Colt Miller, that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We're gonna shift that guy to the other side of the line and get somebody better. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, they have potential here. I like what I'm seeing, but I'm also concerned about what I'm seeing. Yeah, and my point that I was kind of thinking about is what you hit on, mm-hmm. is they have three first-round picks, and in every single mock, except for the last one we did, I had the Raiders going with the wide receiver. I probably would have had them go with one in our last one if I want to say it was the Colts didn't take A.J. Brown one slot above the Raiders' last pick. But now what they can do is they can virtually target either at the with the fourth overall pick, they could target virtually a Greedy Williams or like a Clellan Farrell or a Rashawn Gray yeah. um, and kind of have that um, Gray, Gary, I always screw that up. Um, you guys know what I mean, from Michigan. Um, they can go with that early on. Hell, even maybe a Montez Sweat. Um, if he, depend on how high he rises, A, post-combine, B, Post interviews, see as we get closer to the draft, and then with their last two picks, they can take. With me, I'd go all three levels: go defensive line, probably a pass rusher, because you trade Khalil Mack, and the first thing out of John Gruden's mouth is, "Well, if we had a pass rusher, plus you guys were one of the worst defenses at getting pressure on other offenses, so you should probably get a pass rusher with that fourth overall pick." Then go linebacker and cornerback with the 24th and 27th 
um, selections in the draft and solidify that defense early on. Like, this to me, the biggest thing this means for the Raiders mm-hmm. is that they're not going to take a wide receiver in the first round for me, for sure. Probably not, but they still they still really need one. Do you think so? Yeah, I do, because like, Antonio first, Brown's going to need help. First round level. No, but they still really need yeah. one. I mean, they could take one I mean, you've the... got three first round picks, so second round, you're at your fourth need, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Which would... Which would be wide receiver. should be a wide receiver, probably, because, I mean, you know, um, you still got Jordy Nelson. Yeah, they would um, have the 35th overall pick would be their next one. Jared Cook might not come back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's going to need some help, especially because, like I said, Brown's not typically, you know, he's he's not necessarily a middle of the field or a slants mm-hmm. uh, kind of wide receiver. I still think he can do it and he can be fine, but you'd really love to have somebody else take care of that and let Antonio Brown be Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be very useful for you because, yeah, you don't want to get a guy who's this talented and then put him in the situation to do the things he's not as good at. Mm-hmm. Then you're just wasting money and you just sign somebody to sign him. Do you think the Raiders are going to win more games next year? Oh, I f- sure hope so. I mean, seriously, you, you look at the Raiders team I, last I, year. I give you that look because I'm uh-huh. not – a, I'm not confident in this Raider team, and B, I don't know. I don't know if Antonio Brown. Like the one thing I was thinking about today is if Raider fans are now because of this trade thinking, "Oh man, playoffs. We're going to be a lot better team. Look mm-hmm. at the Bears. Look at what they did. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. The Bears got a pass rusher, which impacts the game a lot more than a and wide already had a top five defense. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's a completely different scenario mm-hmm. there. Um, there's still some ways ways to go here, especially with whatever happens draft day. I mean, honestly, Raiders might surprise everybody, and John Gruden says, no, I really do like Kyler Murray. I'm drafting him. Uh, not that it's his choice, but mm-hmm. he might have that kind of say over I don't Mayock. Know. Mike Mayock might like him too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows what could happen really with that. But the Raiders are certainly going to be better. But I can see it going one of two ways. And this is just because of who Antonio Brown is now, who he's shown us to be. He's either a guy who goes out, this team starts winning games right off the bat, mm-hmm. and he does well. Or he's not as productive as he was in uh, in Pittsburgh, a offense that had a lot of other things going on. They had three other good wide receivers. They mm-hmm. had one of the best running backs in the NFL, who then didn't play, and then had a guy who was about ninety percent of what that other guy was, mm-hmm. and they had Big Ben. Yeah, so they got a lot going on there. Um, now he goes on to a uh, not quite so talented team for the Raiders. If they don't win those games off the bat, I really can see Antonio Brown really regretting taking that money, and then becomes the same locker room cancer he was last year for the Steelers. First thing before I get on into the point I was going to make. The thing I did here, and I want to say this was Ryan Clark on ESPN that said this, is he said Antonio Brown's the type of guy where he'd be happier with 12 catches in a loss mm-hmm. than two catches in a win. Like, that is the kind of guy yeah. the Raiders got in Antonio Brown. That's another reason why I wouldn't want him on my team. He just doesn't seem like a... Team guy, mm-hmm. he seems like a but me guy. I think at the same time, though, if you're not winning, he's the same guy who's going to think, 
the rest of my team's not good enough. Exactly. And, and Nothing's because, going to be his fault. It, well, yeah, nothing's going to be his fault. So, yes, he's going to be happier with more catches. <laughs> the, the diva wide receiver. But he's also going to be mad at everybody else mm-hmm. for losing. So it's a no – unless you're winning and he's getting catches, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a no-win scenario here. And the thing is, and I, I look at this, and here's the reason why I don't think this move moves the needle much for the Raiders is – so last year, the close games that they had, first the wins – Mm-hmm. Cleveland was a win in overtime, should have been a loss. I'm still going to say that. But, yes, they got the win, close win. Their other wins, Arizona, who was the worst team in football record-wise, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Denver Broncos. Every single one of those games was, let's see, three of them were like a three- or two-point game. The Bronco win was a 27-14 to 14 later in the year. The Bronco win or loss earlier in the year, 20-19, to they almost did sweep the Broncos last year. You look at this year. Here's the opponents that the Raiders are going to play this year, home and away. Home, you've got your division, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos. All of them, I would say, has gotten the Chargers I'm confident in. The Chiefs get better, especially adding Tyron Matthew um, today, as we're recording this on Tuesday. And then Denver gets better. They hopefully have their quarterback, they think, in Joe Flacco for this year. The other home games that they're going to play, Khalil Mack comes to town right there. The Chicago Khalil Macks are coming to town. Detroit, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Two for two there, well, with Tennessee. And coming to town is actually London. Yes, for yeah. the Bears. Yeah. Um. So you get the Bears in Jacksonville, I'll probably say, are the tough ones. The Titans and Cincinnati Bengals, I'm doing the kind of eh because I don't know how they're going to be. Detroit could be a win because Detroit, yes, they're making Patriot, expatriate additions, but I don't know what I'm going to get from the Patriots. You look at the road games, and it's like every game except for one, you get the division, which you went, what, one and what, one win last year? So one and five last year in. You get Minnesota, who's going to be tough at Minnesota. Green Bay, who's going to be tough at Green Bay. Indy, who's going to be tough at Indy. Houston, that's going to be tough at Houston. You get the Jets in New York. Congratulations. You can probably win that one. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't think Antonio Brown, like, if they had, like, what the Bears did last year, if it was, like, a Khalil Mack-type player, I might look at it and go, you know what? They could win maybe two more games, two, three more games. With Antonio Brown, I don't necessarily know if it changes the meter that much. They might still be a four, maybe five-win team, maybe a three, two, or one-win team because of the toughness, especially of their road games. No, I, I don't think they'll they'll be worse than they were last year. It's it's hard to be worse than they were last year. They should be better. Titans, Lions, Bengals, Jets, so even as last year. At least. I think they can. They'll at least steal a win or two because if they get into offensive matches, mm-hmm. assuming Antonio Brown doesn't fall apart mm-hmm. immediately because he hates everybody in the locker room, uh, <laughs> they should be able to win five or six games. Mm-hmm. The other question is: Is Derek Carr the guy? I know you brought up mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, but the true question is: Is Derek Carr even the guy? Because like there has been, yeah. we've been talking about all off season. Is John Gruden? married to Derek Carr, or is he just mm-hmm. dating Derek Carr? Well, I think that if I was going to take a guess, Derek Carr will be here all year. 
for sure. It's just um, after this year. After yeah. this year is when the questions really come to mind for me. And I can see them not taking a quarterback this year, but next year after another not great year saying, hey, there's some good quarterbacks here. Maybe we'll take one of these guys, especially if, like you're saying, Who Derek they're Carr still going to be. He has three years left mm-hmm. after this one. Yeah, they'll be able to trade Derek Carr without yeah. a problem. Uh, you know, if you are thinking that they're going to be a worse team than they were last year, mm-hmm. or at least as the same, a four-win team, They'll probably be able to draft a quarterback without a problem. What about the Steelers? Where do the Steelers go from here? Because la- the thing I saw on Twitter used to be the killer bees last year. Now two of the bees are gone. Antonio yeah. Brown is in Oakland. Le'Veon Bell at this point, he hasn't signed anywhere, so we don't know where he's going. Where do the Steelers go from here, and what will they even look like next And the year? AFC North is really kind of a, a mystery right now, and Which we're, we're, we're going to talk about it. Later. But this, they're a team that's kind of declining, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of continues. I mean, Baltimore stole the division. Uh, Cincinnati was looking really good for a while, and then things fell apart for them, injuries especially. Cleveland looks like it's on the up and up, and they've been making a lot of moves. You know, And I think that shows you something. Players are leaving a team like Pittsburgh. They mm-hmm. are trying to join a team like Cleveland. That just shows that there's a shift in this division right now. And for me with the Steelers, there's not that much time left for Big Ben. He doesn't quite look the same. He's not bad, but he doesn't quite look the same as he was before. Mm-hmm. But they still have talented players. They mm-hmm. still have a really talented uh, running back. They still have very talented um not Antonio Brown level, but still very talented wide receivers well, out there. Juju's now your main guy. Yeah. Which he was getting, like, Antonio Brown was getting upset that he was getting more and more targets anyways. Because Antonio yep. was like, hey, I should be the one getting all the targets. So I think the Steelers are going to be fine. It's not like they're suddenly a five-win team. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if they necessarily are playoff caliber team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a wild card hunt team. But it's just that question of are they really going to be that much better? I mean, they might be in that same type of situation of a uh, you know an eight and eight, nine and seven type of team. See, the thing I think about with the Steelers is because I agree with you. I don't think just because you lost Antonio Brown doesn't mean that. Oh damn, we just got breaking news here that we're yeah. going to talk about that Browns topic later. Odell Beckham's a Brown. That's what we're going to talk about later. That happened live Odell on the Beckham podcast. Or Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. is a Brown. Because I mean, if they, got, <laughs> if they got his dad, I don't know if that's anything that special. So I just basically, so you guys are getting this well live-ish. Uh-huh. Um, I just opened up the draft order for the needs so to pull I should up the Steelers. Reload my Cleveland Browns tab. Yeah. So that last Browns topic, it's probably going to get flipped around. They'll probably be second. Nick Foles will now probably be third. Um, that Browns topic now becomes. Odell Beckham trade are the Browns the now favorite in the North. That just happened. Wow. Um, but the Steelers, to answer what I was saying about them. Well, let's be real, though. The big deal is they got, they <laughs> re-signed Brashard Perriman. Yes. That is the biggest, that is the big piece For, of news. Former Raven Brashard Perriman. Yeah. They, the U, they got throw him. it up there, They baby. got it. You guys didn't think they could re-sign him. <laughs> they re-signed him. But here's the thing I was going to say about the Steelers before that happened is, mm-hmm. um, Basically, the thing that I think changes in my mind is their draft strategy. Of Like in the last mock draft that we did, I had them go with a wide receiver because I was kind of anticipating them trading Antonio Brown. I wonder if at 20, if a Marquise Brown is there, 
if they value A.J. Brown high enough or Nikhil Harry high enough, yeah. is this now a situation where the Steelers go, hey, we got Juju Smith, we have James Washington, who did improve last year, but I don't know if he's ready to be the number two guy. Do they go ahead and take a wide receiver, even if he's going to be number two, if he's going to be number three? Do they sign a free agent? Is that where they go? With that, now finding that number two for the Steelers, that to me becomes a bigger need for them. And at 20, it may switch into let's target a wide receiver here, depending on how many go before us. Here's what I would love to see happen, and I'm a little mm-hmm. off topic here. Um, two things. Well, I think I would love to see happen, and then a thing that I just – it took a moment, but it came into my head of, of something has happened here. Mm-hmm. The thing I really want to see happen is Odell Beckham the now breaking news. <laughs> goes to goes to Cleveland, uh, and I just want him to immediately get his contract restructured to make him being paid more than Antonio Brown. Um, so Antonio, you were paid the most. Your for structure like was day. redone so you can be paid the most for a day. Uh, that has ended. Um, the other part is the reality is Eli's done now. You think so? What's he got here? Sterling Shepard. That's about it. Pretty much. I mean, I mean, he's got he's got Saquon Barkley, obviously. Dwayne Haskins. But, welcome to New York. But, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> isn't that a sure thing that they're drafting mm-hmm. a quarterback now? I mean, pretty much. I mean, what tra- else are you gonna do? They also they also traded Olivier Vernon to yeah. the. Isn't that how they got Olivier Vernon? They traded him yeah, from the Giants to. Mm-hmm. He's gone. The Browns? Yeah, and and this basically is the sure thing. Hey, that whole uh, Raiders thing looked like it maybe worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Can we do that, please? Mm-hmm. Anybody want our super talented players? Now, here's the thing, and we're going to talk about this in the Brown segment, of course. Mm-hmm. The which this is slowly becoming the Browns. <laughs> basically, segment. I'm sorry, Steelers fans. They're they're probably like Steelers fans. I mean, guys. it's basically just that things are not looking great for your well, team. I mean, the thing is, but you're you not terrible. What? I'm gonna save, you're wild card. This level. is the Steelers. I'm gonna save the Browns for when we talk about them next. But I mean, with the Steelers, are you dead in the water? No. But now come some big questions. Number one, you're gonna have to revamp that wide receiver core. Um, James, like the Le'Veon Bell thing. Doesn't matter to me because James Conner played well. I know he yeah. got injured late in the year, but he played well this year to where you shouldn't question him mm-hmm. being your starting back. That defense is what it is. And of, of course, you're maybe hoping to get some draft picks maybe to bolster it up. But the big thing now comes when does Ben leave? And when do you get on the replacing Ben bandwagon? Not saying that you should yeah. like bench him this year. But is Mason Rudolph the guy, yeah. or should you be targeting someone else like a Drew? If Drew Locke is there mm-hmm. at twenty, should the Steelers think about taking him uh, at twenty? No, and uh, and the thing for me with the Steelers really is just I I think that we just saw it with almost the sure thing for the New York Giants of saying the era has ended. Mm-hmm. It's been fun, Eli. We're maybe going to give you a a transition year mm-hmm. where you're going to um, tutor the young guy and he's probably going to take your job midway through the year mm-hmm. um and then you can go ahead and make some papa john's commercials <laughs> with your brother this pittsburgh steelers hey, basically he's needs all to do the ba- same thing he's all about uh nationwide now. yeah it's on your side uh <laughs> play you know, that play that jingle brad paisley not for me uh <laughs> and the pittsburgh steelers are basically Hashtag not sponsored 
they're not quite there. They're, I mean, they're definitely not at the New York Giants level, mm-hmm. but they're kind of teetering on the edge where they're like, maybe we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Steelers are really going to kind of weigh out how does this season start to go? If things aren't going well with this season, you might quickly see this team saying, let's figure out the future. I would not be surprised if they do draft another quarterback in this draft, though. Last thing to end this segment. Where do you think the Raiders end at the end of this year? Just whether it's division, wild card, just missed playoffs, out of the playoffs completely for both the Raiders and the Steelers. Um, both are, are not in the playoffs. Is oh, wow. You think the Steelers aren't in the playoffs either? Uh, yeah, I think they're a wild card team that potentially just misses. I mean, okay. So they're lo- in the just miss category. Yeah, they're not going to be a terrible team, but this mm-hmm. is a team that's going to be like an 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, I think they just miss Raiders to me. Their high is like six wins. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard thing for them is they're competing with the Chiefs. And that they're road. competing with the Chargers. And that road schedule. I'm, yeah. Like I read it. Minnesota, Green Bay, uh, Indy, Houston, New York. It's like yeah. the Jets. That's I mean, your win. You, you just once again have to think about all the teams that are going to be competing here. Mm-hmm. Patriots, they got it locked up. Browns are now a big competitor. you got the Colts and the Texans in the south. You've got the, the Chiefs and the Chargers in the west. Your playoffs are filled. You know, and those are all the teams that were kind of Plus a lot Baltimore. Of, are the favorites. Don't forget right Baltimore. Now. I'm going to forget Baltimore because <laughs> I don't really believe in Baltimore, but yeah, you know, I, that's a different story. I'm on the wagon of, as at the moment, I think the Raiders are a four win, five win team. Um, one win is all I will give you. I know you got Antonio Brown, but I don't think he moves the needle that one much. One single win, one in 15. For the Steelers, I think at the moment, I still feel like they could be a wild card team, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just missed the playoffs because of a lot of teams around them getting a lot better. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. What do you think of the AB trade? What does it mean for the Raiders? What does it mean for the Steelers? And if you're a Raider fan or a Steeler fan, I really want to know what you guys think down below as well. But, Mark, let's get into our next topic. And if you're on YouTube, you're thinking, wait, wait, wait. But, guys, this is the first time we're seeing you this week. How could we just be getting into the second topic? And that's because while we were recording the podcast, um, kind of some breaking news. Uh, The Browns have acquired... Odell Beckham Jr. Before you guys I, already know this, bef- you, it's happened already. Before in your world. I get into this, though, mm-hmm. make sure to rate and review the Onside Kick on uh, Apple Podcasts. It would really mean the world to us. And uh, just like this trade for the Browns, they're really happy. That five stars would really uh, make us make us better and get us into more ears. Please go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts. Well, let's talk about this because. We were, just to let you guys know who are on YouTube, audio listeners, you've already heard this. Um, We said this in the last segment, but we were going to talk about the Browns. It was going to be our last segment. Are the Browns the new favorite in the North because of the A-B trade? Plus, I mean, Sheldon Richardson from the Vikings. They did quite a um, bit. Olivier Vernon from the Giants. But now they add Odell Beckham Jr. And I am going to ask you first, before we talk about the real question of are the Browns the new favorite still? Yeah. What are your, because these are like immediate thoughts for us because it's just happening tonight. Yeah. What are your first thoughts of Odell Beckham now a basically Cleveland Brown? The the first thing I'm going to say is something I already said on the podcast. Uh, If you're an audio listener, you already heard this. And it wasn't the first thing that came to my mind, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say it first. Is Eli is done. Uh, his career's over. 
Uh, So we're going to get the Giants out of the way first. Yeah, the Giants, I want to get that taken care of. All right. He's gone. Um, And and I know just via text that Sean Anderson does not like this trade. Mm -hmm. I like it for both teams. Both teams are winners in in my standpoint. Did he say why he didn't like it as I pulled him Because he just thinks that if they draft the right quarterback, they can turn the team around fast. Oh, so he just doesn't want the Giants to be good. He's being a hater for New York because he's a Patriot fan. No, he wants. He's saying they should be good. They shouldn't have done this trade because they can still be good. Oh, so he's saying take Haskins at six. You could be good with OBJ. Exactly, okay. because OBJ is still young. He's still on a you know a mm-hmm. prime type of contract, whatever. Um, but for me, it's they're not competing anytime soon. So this is the right thing to do. If you're not going to be there, just go ahead and trade it. I mean, I know we got we were like, what is John Gruden doing? Uh, with the Raiders at first, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. The guy's only 26 years old. He is worth a lot. Get that first round pick and a third round pick and a player in Jabril Peppers. The Browns got him locked up until 2024. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. Oh. So the whole thing for for the Giants just to get them out of the way really fast is. Mm-hmm. They're in a rebuild. They made a good. Dis- they made a good rebuild decision. All mm-hmm. right, they're gone. Uh, well, Eli, I, it's been fun. I just want to say with the Giants too, because mm-hmm. um, most of this is going to be a Browns topic. Is the other thing I like? You get the seventeenth overall pick. You get the ninety-six pick, which is a late third rounder. Yeah. You get Jabril Peppers. I like it on their side. Yeah. Like you got like you got what almost the Steelers should have got for Antonio Brown. And isn't that kind of the slap in the face too of like Antonio Brown? Third Both and are fifth. divas. Both are first divas. and a third and a player mm-hmm. for Odell. Well, the thing is, Odell made up with the uh, with the kicking the, net. The kicking net. So see, yeah. that was the big thing. Like he's a guy that can see his fault and kind of see, hey, I'm a guy that it was my fault. I'm gonna apologize. I don't buy. That's it. That's why the Browns want him. I don't buy that he's a guy who can <laughs> see his faults and apologize. But anyways, um, for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I'm going to put this out there because it is Cleveland, and then we'll get a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now convinced that it's all going to fall apart on you. You're being very skeptic with uh, this. Because here's the thing. You guys have made too many good and smart moves for me to believe that cl- the, the gods of Cleveland will allow this to succeed. Well, you know, it's even like mm-hmm. more like the most humorous part about this is around this time last year, March 10th. Dave and I were doing a segment for Uh the onside kick prior to free agency because the Browns, that was when they had acquired um, Demarius Randall. They had acquired uh, Jarvis Landry and Tyrod Taylor. So almost a year to the day that they acquired Jarvis Landry, they acquire OBJ. Mm -hmm. And now they got both those guys on the team, which... Could be good, could be bad. Those are two big personalities. Viletile personalities. But I, I, I'm making a joke here, obviously, Cleveland fans who already typed up the angry comments and probably sent them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just that so yeah, March too many smart moves for me to believe that this is going to go well for you. But uh, in, in a joking way. But anyways, to be serious, yeah, they're doing everything they need. Right now, Cleveland sees this is a weak division. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in the quarterback in Baltimore. Uh, as soon as people exposed him as not being able to throw, it was a problem. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is on a decline. Cincinnati Bengals are just kind of dwelling down at the bottom for whatever reason. Brand new coach. We are here. We are ready a to Sean go. A Sean McVay disciple or a Sean McVay 
guy who might know Sean McVay a little bit, but isn't actually a disciple. Maybe of bumped him. into him one time, had lunch with him on knows the fourth of December. Sean McVay is <laughs> um, has his number in his phone. That's the most important. Don't one. even need it. Just need to <laughs> have heard the name Sean McVay before. You know who Sean McVay is? Yeah. You're hired. Yeah. Sean McVay. If you just know McVay, you don't even need to know his first name. <laughs> Have you heard McVay? Or how old he is. Yeah. We're done with this joke. Go on. Anyways, um, <laughs> Cleveland here, they're doing everything they need to do. They mm-hmm. get defensive pieces, quite a bit of them. I mean, that front uh, that front seven, really front four, but also front seven mm-hmm. for Cleveland is terrifying. <laughs> Stacked. It, it, is, it is deadly. Um, this offense has everything. I am still going to say I am worried about Travis Landry mm-hmm. and Odell Beckham Jr. I am actually worried about those two. I don't know that they can get along in a locker room with who? Baker Mayfield, another guy hey, with a big personality. You know what? I'm going to say Baker is a big personality, but mm-hmm. I've been wrong about him. Like Through the draft, I was wrong about him when I questioned his character and stuff. For the Browns, he... He mm-hmm. was the reason why they went seven, eight, and one. Like he was the reason, and he is going to be growing into the leader of that team. Mm-hmm. I like, do think Greg Williams deserves some credit, even though they got rid of him. True. Um, despite him also being a big reason for why that team fell apart in the mm-hmm. beginning, uh, because he was intentionally trying to destroy it. Yeah, let's turn everyone against Hugh. Um, which, to be fair. Not Everyone should have been against Hugh to begin with. Not hard to do. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I just think that you've got these three type of personalities here that are the classic, if they win, it's going to be great. If they oh, I, lose, I it's going to be terrible. I think they're a playoff team. I do too. I think that this is the division winner if I had to pick somebody right now. But mm-hmm. these free agency signings did just happen. We haven't gotten the draft yet, mm-hmm. and this is a classic time to overreact. See, so that's why I'll put the on paper, mm-hmm. this team should win their division. But just the thing that the thing that I remember with this is the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. When they won, life was great. They were cocky. We mm-hmm. loved it. It was fun. When As soon as they started losing— Everybody's pointing fingers. People are getting mad. They want to get out as soon as possible. Cleveland is running that risk. But here's the thing. It fell apart in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It worked really well in Los Angeles. Yeah, the Rams I mean, were able to manage it the, because they won. The thing I look at is you look at this team post Tyrod Taylor, I'll even say, where when Baker came in, the New York Jet game week three on. Got a little attitude. They were basically what you take one loss and one tie. They were 7-7 seven, seven, and 0. They mm-hmm. were 7-7 seven and seven with Baker Mayfield. I look at some of those games. With Baker Mayfield and the additions that they made, Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, now OBJ, that Pittsburgh tie is a win. That St. loss is a win. Should have probably been a win anyways if their kicker um, would have made some kicks in that game. Um, but those are two games they can now win with more defensive help and mm-hmm. an OBJ out there. Because but the biggest... defenses have time to catch up to to them now. But this too. is but this is the to thing. Baker. This is the this is the thing that is to me so important of getting OBJ. You're gonna double cover both Jarvis and OBJ? Yeah. You can only double cover one. Who do you double coverage? Who's being mm-hmm. left in single coverage 
pick your poison. I mean, offensively, can the other one it's going to remind me of Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. Or the great, nah, nah I'm not going to say that. Yeah, let's not go that far. <laughs> the greatest show on turf. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm putting it to a realistic level of I am, two 1,000-yard receivers People might Chicago. think I'm a Brown fan because I'm excited. Like, And if you're a Brown fan right now, You kind of are be a bit excited. of a Brown fan, though. Be excited. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. You, you've been on the Browns for a while. Have you've been I? riding them for a while. Haven't I been ragging on them a lot? No, though? you've been riding them. Really? Like, you've been all about it. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, you've been about them. I mean, I always say that Cleveland, because I used to play them Why in Madden because they were the terrible. Why not? Uh, that I do have a very soft spot for Cleveland. I want them to win mm-hmm. because. They were bad, and I played them in Madden because it was fun. I did too at Big Game Barnage. Yeah, you just br- <laughs> you just bring them up to a championship. He was level. my go-to guy. Uh, my longest franchise I ever played was mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah, on paper they're doing everything they need. The thing that we need to remember though is new coaching staff, mm-hmm. of course. So we got to see yeah, how that works. How is Freddie Kitchens going to do as a head coach? Yeah, and there's a lot of things for him to manage. They cannot afford to have a guy who is not willing to be the boss in the room. He needs mm-hmm. to be the authority figure. Yeah. Um, because these guys need that kind of a little bit more hard-nosed coach to keep them in line. Mm-hmm. They can't have a Hugh Jackson. They can't have that. Once again, I think that Greg Williams would have been able to probably handle this kind of well, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't get his opportunity. So looking at – I love to do this so early in the uh, year. This is These are the Browns' opponents rode away. So the road opponents, of course, the division. Mm -hmm. Bingo, bingo, bingo. You got three of them off the start. The other three road teams, at New England, at the Jets, at the Niners, at the Cardinals. One loss out of those. I see one. I don't see them losing to the Cardinals. 49ers, we'll see how Jimmy G comes back. I was going to say, have you gotten off the bandwagon Um, of the 49ers? We'll we'll see what happens when Jimmy G comes back. You were crowning him as the Messiah. But the Jets... That's mm-hmm. an easy win. Like, their road schedule. Yeah, they made a lot of moves, too, the though. The Patriots are the team that'll probably beat them. And then their home schedule, besides the division, the Bills and the Dolphins wins. Um, the tough ones come in the Rams and maybe the Seahawks, although you're playing the Seahawks at home, not in Seattle. And then the Tennessee Titans. Does Baker get to play all of his opposing draft year quarterbacks? I think so. Because he's going to play, obviously, Lamar. He's going to play Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play Josh Rosen. That's what it is. No, the Cardinals. Oh, he does play them, too, because he plays not, Sam Darnold. So Cardinals, Dar- Cardinals with Darnold. Jet, Dar- with Rosen. Cardinals with Rosen. Jets with Darnold. Um, he's got the Bills with Allen. And, and Lamar. And Lamar twice with Lamar. So, the only team I missed mm-hmm. was Denver on the road. That's the yeah. only road game I missed. But winnable schedule like depending on where these match up very winnable schedule for the Cleveland Browns this year especially with the moves they made well they were a 7 and 8 and 1 team last year yeah. they should at least be able to be 9 and 7 and now they've added two like just with the two pieces on defense mm-hmm. i was ready to crown their asses tonight i was ready to say they are going to be AFC North division champs based on yeah. the Steelers coming down the the Ravens, I think, will give them a fight, and I think it'll be between the Ravens and mm-hmm. the Browns for the division. But now with OBJ, for me, the biggest question is, who do you double-team, and how do you, how defensively do you attack OBJ and Jarvis Landry now? Like, they have two number one yeah. quality receivers as their top two. Got to have a good pass rush. 
get to Basically get to Baker. Get to Baker. But and, he can even mm-hmm. use his feet to extend the play. He can. He can. Uh, the thing here I look at with with the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. and, and this part's not even really about them, is the rest of their division has all kind of taken a step back. Mm-hmm. I'm even going to include Baltimore on there, even though their step back is a little smaller. And it's not just I mean, because of Lamar Jackson. They're it's losing because Terrell they're losing, Suggs. They're losing Terrell Suggs. They're losing uh, quite a bit of defensive uh, talent mm-hmm. this year. Um, that's going to hurt them. That's mm-hmm. going to hurt them quite a bit. They're going to take that step back. Um, and really, everyone just opening the doors for Cleveland and saying, this is your time. Your yeah, time to shine I, is here. I am now extremely excited. Yes, yeah, 16-0, Cleveland how Browns. The Cleveland, let's not go that far. Um, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what this season now holds for Cleveland. Like, and what I was going to say earlier, and you kind of cut me off and said that I was kind of a Browns fan. Um, if I was a real Browns fan, and if you are a Browns fan watching this, mm-hmm. be excited. Yeah. Like, your team, like, your mate, like, even last year, I was like, hey, be excited. You got Baker Mayfield. You got Tyrod Taylor. You made those moves. Now you're getting OBJ. Big excited. You got Tyrod Taylor. Well, hey, Tyrod at the time. I it's was just, it's just for fun Tyrod. to think, to look back and, and hear that. I mean, Tyrod Taylor was the probably the grown up on Hard Knocks last year. That's yeah. what he was. I don't um, know that that uh, he was more his name? Of the head coach. What's that third quarterback's name? Oh, he was a pretty big grown oh, up too. Uh, uh, it was like Rudock or something. No, not Rudock. Rudock. I don't know. Uh, but he was quite the grown up too. He bought snacks and he bought good snacks. Uh, not at first, bro. but uh, but eventually he got the good snacks. Was well, so a Broback, right? Broback, I think. Brogan Roback. Brogan Roback. Brogan Roback. Yeah, now there's Devon a good adult. Don't oh, forget Kajus. Kajus. He got cut, though. Yeah, he sure did. He did get cut. He um, was the annual sacrifice uh, by HBO. <laughs> but here's the thing where I just, the one question that I think we have to ask about OBJ that we railed on Antonio Brown for is are you upset? Like, are you nervous about the off the fields that come with 100%. OBJ? Because oh, yeah. now, not, not just this, think about this OBJ off the field. Jarvis Landry, hardhead. Antonio Callaway, everything, all the baggage that he had coming in. Yeah, that's a good plus point. Plus the off-the-field stuff that he had in preseason where Hugh Jackson was like, fuck it, every snap you're playing. Yeah. Well, I already said I'm worried about about this trio. My trio was different because it included mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Um, and, and it's just that I fully expect this to be the, if they win games, these three click. Because none of them are guys who have mm-hmm. real issues off the field. Yeah. Baker grew up since college. No one had real issues off the field. But Their if Baker issues tries, are all, if, if things start going badly, mm-hmm. we will all infight. If Baker tries to stand up to either of them, they won't mm-hmm. take him seriously. Do you think so? I do. Yeah. Maybe, I, I would, maybe It depends on if they're winning or maybe not. Maybe Odell... Less than Jarvis, because Jarvis at least knows Baker at least a year. They've been uh, on the it, same team. To me, it still falls on if they win. Let's if they say, win, they're going to be happy. Let's say they're losing. And it's the same thing. Like in eight mm-hmm. and eight year, if Baker tries to, I'm going to say, stand up to Odell and Jarvis, mm-hmm. do they take him seriously as a leader if being it's a second eight year and pro? Eight, maybe. But I'm leaning towards no. Okay. If they just like I said, if they lose games, I don't think these guys are happy with mm-hmm. each other because these are all people who it's not really Baker's going to be a point fingers guy, but the two mm-hmm. wide receivers are going to point fingers, and Baker's going to be the guy who 
uh, he's not going to put up with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that they are going to like you're saying. I don't know that they're going to respect him. So if he like, talks kind back, of take him serious, kind of. Yeah, if, if he talks back, they're going to be like, "Get out of here! Who are mm-hmm. you? What have you proven?" You know, uh, not that the other two really have proven all that much when it comes to win statistics, um, just mm-hmm. purely off of things like Super Bowls and stuff and, like that. But. And I mean, I know you mentioned this before, but it's a big question I'm going to throw out again. Mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens. He's been in the NFL as a coach since 1999. Yeah. But he's never been a head coach. Does that even matter? Like, does that even matter? That doesn't matter if he can come in, win the team. And they win games. Because, I mean, he was here last year. It was their yeah. offense. Like, he was their assistant. I'm sorry. Their assistant head coach. To the regional manager. And running backs coach mm-hmm. in 2018. Then he was promoted to OC when Hugh got yeah. fired. Now he's the head coach. To me, it doesn't matter that he hasn't mm-hmm. been a head coach. It all just matters if he can come in, win this team, and win games. Jeez, could you imagine if they were on Hard Knocks this year? Can HBO just give them Hard Knocks again? Um, I don't know. Do there we, are specific rules about what makes a team not able to get hard knocks. Do we know who's going to be hard knocks this year? I doubt it. It's kind of early. Well, you can't because a team that drafts a rookie quarterback, Is I think, can, can get no can get out of hard knocks. Oh no, it's a new head coach. If you have a new head coach, you're automatically exempt from hard knocks. Yeah, we don't have. They don't have one down yeah. yet. There's a few things that can for sure get you out of hard knocks. One of them is I'm pretty sure is having a new head coach. Okay. Yeah, they don't even I was looking at the wiki page to see if they even had who was gonna be there. But any final thoughts. You know it's on gonna this? be whoever probably drafts Kyler Murray. It's the Bears. Um the Bears are who draft Kyler Murray. Yeah. He's gonna be our new wide receiver. It's gonna be great. Uh our the, new, Car- our the new Cardinals guy in the slot. would be an interesting team. Kyle if Kyler Murray's there, Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. But then they Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, they can't be on Hard Knocks. Okay. New head coach. So the Cardinals can't. Yeah, so they can't draft Kyler Murray. We need him to go whoever's going to be on He's Hard gotta Knocks. He's got to go to the Jets. Adam Gase, New York Jets. New head coach. Damn it. Yep. All these new head coaches. They need to go to the Raiders. He's yeah. getting by the Raiders. John Gr- well, yeah, John Gruden, John Gruden was a new head coach last year. That um, works. Oh, they told – but no, we got to save them for next year when they're in Vegas. <laughs> See, these are the hard questions that you, the, uh, the executive producers got to think or about. Or you just give it to them this year because of A.B.? That would work too. Of getting a B, but I don't know that new Vegas thing. They because they did it with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who would work out well? Kansas City for this year. Yeah, for this year, Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville, Nick Foles coming to town. That could be interesting. Or are they are they not vile, volatile enough? Yeah, they're not very. Are they interesting. not exciting enough? That's going to be like that year that they had um, the Buccaneers, and everyone was like, "Eh, all right." <laughs> I think the Chiefs would be interesting. You think so? You get to listen to Kermit talk for a little bit. I guess. It'll be fun. It'd be too much of a distraction, though, for the Chiefs. They probably would be. They're all about winning. uh, They're all about winning games But it's not always the team's choice. Sometimes they get told they're doing it. True, by the NFL. Any final thoughts on the Browns? With the OBJ thoughts Uh about next year? There are things to realistically be nervous about, Mm -hmm. but on paper, throw the parade already. You know, things are looking great. The, Just throw the parade. The making the playoffs parade or the Super Bowl sure, parade? Sure, whichever one is next. It, it probably is making the playoffs Because next. they already but, had the uh, 0-16 parade. But no, I mean, honestly, in the AFC, if you are purely looking at paper, and there are question marks and there are concerns, if mm-hmm. you're going to purely look at paper, this is probably the third favorite to win the Super Bowl in the AFC. If especially you're purely going to look at paper. Especially with OBJ. Like, that was the one thing that crossed my mind is mm-hmm. now after this trade— I am interested to see where Vegas puts their Super Bowl odds at. 
The big question mark, of course, is probably going to be the young quarterback. But they've got a good enough defense mm-hmm. to where it doesn't matter. Chicago was being looked at as like the third favorite to win or to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Once the playoffs happened, and Mitch Trubisky was a very young quarterback, still inexperienced, but it's that defense mm-hmm. that takes you there. So, yeah, I, things are looking great for Cleveland. Uh, we'll see how the football gods decide to ruin Cleveland's uh, parade. Yeah, you know, I am I'm honestly excited after this. Like, I was excited coming into this segment because the mm-hmm. Browns making big things, although I'm not happy that Sheldon Richardson left my team. Um, I'm more happy that... Anthony Barr decided to stay right. on my team. You guys weren't using Sheldon Richardson. In True. Um, Anthony Barr is the bigger um, guy to keep. But, yeah, no, the Browns, I'm excited to see how this season go for them. And I'm excited to see how the race between, in my mind, the Browns and the Ravens goes for the top of the NFC North. Because, to me, it's going to be one of them. I think Steelers taking a step back. Good old Cersei's been keeping the, uh, the Iron Throne war- warm for a while. Now it's time for either Daenerys wow. in Cleveland Spoilers or John for Game Snow of Thrones. in. Uh, really, do you think Baker would he be more of a John Snow or a Daenerys? I would say a Daenerys. No. Yeah, he'd be. He's and, he's too fiery to and be. Uh, Lamar Snow. would be a John Snow. Mm, I guess I can kind of. If see I it. have to go between the two, if, I, if those are the only two choices I have, then well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. Cersei is on the Iron Throne. That's Big Ben, um, and the Steelers, and then the Browns with Baker would be Daenerys. And the Ravens with uh, John yeah. Snow would be... And then Andy Dalton can be, you know, Tyrion, I guess. No, he can be the, the lo- not Lovejoys, the um, uh, Greyjoys. No, they're dead, aren't they? The Greyjoys? No, there's a couple okay. Greyjoys left. I can't remember if the Greyjoys... I always mix them up if that's the one that Arya killed. No, those Spoilers are the phrase. for, like, deep, deep Game of Thrones references, by the way. No, not even deep references. These are full-on, like, major like plot point specials. Like, I'm assuming uh, people have watched it, though. I'm assuming that we probably have ruined someone's day yes. by now. But this is where you come in. Let us know what you think down below about OBJ, about Olivier Vernon, about Sheldon Richardson going to the Cleveland Browns. And are they the favorite? in the AFC North. Now, let us know what you guys are thinking down below in that comment section. But, Mark, let's close out the podcast, taking a look at another team making some free agency moves, and we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars giving, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. a max, pretty much the max deal that they could almost give to Nick Foles. I know it was the biggest contract that the Jaguars have ever given a quarterback, I believe, in their franchise's history. Nick Foles making a butt ton of money. I think it's like $88 million and like 50-some guaranteed over it four is exactly years. That. I want to ask you this, just plain and simple. With four years to Nick Foles, $88 million, 50 guaranteed, mm-hmm. how will the Nick Foles era play out for the Jaguars? I honestly have no clue. There Your is, guess is as good as mine. Yeah, this is such a mystery. The guy is 30 years old. He mm-hmm. signed until he's uh, 34. 34. In this case, he got four years. He's a guy who shined in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Went to Jeff Fisher's Rams, which, to be fair, that is a place where anyone would have gone to fail. To a quarterback's go failed. to die. And then he nearly... I mean, he, I think he was at the Chiefs for a little bit. He was nearly out of the NFL. He was ready to accept that mm-hmm. it was over. Like, he was uh, going to go and bag he's groceries. He's like, you know what? I am as good as Peyton Manning, some would say. Uh, but I'm all right. Some would I'm say right better done. than Peyton Manning. 
Um, no, no, as good. They've got the same record. Okay. Uh, as good for their, you know, throwing touchdowns mm-hmm. in one game. Anyways, and now he's back to Philadelphia, Super Bowl MVP, finally going over to Jacksonville. So, you know, signs would say, if you want to look at history, that he can only really succeed in Philadelphia and he's bound to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's taking it a little far, but... I just don't know. It's a question mark. I need to see him outside of a very friendly quarterback system because this Jacksonville offense is not going to be – it's not as bad as Jeff Fisher, but it's not going to be as friendly as either one of these Philadelphia offenses that he was a part of. Um, So there's some question mark there. There is question mark to it of if it's going to work and how it's going to work out. They desperately need to get him some wide receivers. Um and they probably need to get him some support on the line as well. Defense is fine. You don't need to touch the defense. That's mm-hmm. great. But get him some support because they've got a running back who, uh, you know, really was not able to be himself last year, obviously, and injuries were an issue too. Uh, but if you can get him healthy, if you can keep them both healthy, and you can give him somebody to throw the ball to, you tried to throw it in my face when I said I didn't trust their wide receivers. After week one, they did all right, and then they never came back again. Mm-hmm. Um you know they can't repeat that. They can't have inconsistency. They need somebody that he can rely on because Nick Foles, he's got the tools that you need, but he needs the extra help as well. Um, to where I sit there and I'm like, man, it's a huge deal. And I understand the market and I understand they probably had to, although I really don't know who they were bidding against. The Redskins. Um, no, don't know if I fully believe it. I think the Jaguars are pretty much on there. I there, uh, but I think they might. I think they overpaid him. Is basically what I'm trying yeah, to say. And that's the thing I was kind of thinking as well. Where I'm thinking the only team that I could see bidding against Jacksonville for Nick Foles, the Washington Redskins. Um, and I know there are some people out there that have said like, oh well, the Redskins should have went out. And paid for Nick Foles to at least get him because they need a quarterback. But they're probably sitting um, there saying, we don't think he's worth that much money. See, and that's the question for me. Like, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I can't help but think the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing Jaguar things. Where, look at what they did for Blake Bortles. Oh, he got us to the AFC Championship? Here, take some money. Take yeah. some money. Here's your extension. If How you did got that problems, throw money at it. How did that turn out? And I feel like with this one... Did they need a quarterback? Could they have marched in with Blake Bortles this year as no. their quarterback? Absolutely not. They were forced into this decision in my mind. And it's not a bad decision. But I think I would have been happier as a Jaguar fan if they were like the Broncos and traded for a Joe Flacco. Because I would feel like, okay, Joe Flacco is better than what we have, but we're not marrying Joe Flacco. I I disagree on that. Whereas, you couldn't have gotten Joe Flacco. Whereas that, this, that would have not been a big improvement. Whereas this, you're marrying Nick Foles mm. for better or worse. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm coming into this thinking one thing. It's going to be for worse. The reason why, unless he is in Philadelphia Green... He hasn't been. He hasn't played well. Like he hasn't had winning records outside of Philadelphia. But still, to put it out there, that was with Jeff Fisher, mm-hmm. which, like we said and agreed, anyone would fail with Jeff Fisher. He played one game for the Chiefs, and that was it. And they did win. I mean, that game. Even like, even before he went with Jeff Fisher, like when he played in Philadelphia, 
the he first time. He played well. Yeah, he played well in Philadelphia. That's my point. He played well in mm-hmm. Philly. He went to a place where we agree he was going to fail. Yeah, and there was I, no succeeding in Jeff Fisher's offense. Ask Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. I just, I wonder how he's going to do in Jacksonville because a it's mm-hmm. a it's not the Philly system. B think about this: the wide receivers that Philly had way different, much better than the what whole, Jacksonville. Has. The whole group much better. Like my question becomes: now that you have Nick Foles, all right, Jacksonville. What are you going to do with that top ten pick? Are you going to choose to protect Nick Foles or I get him so. a DJ Metcalf? Get him. I, like, you got to protect him. Get him a wide receiver or protect him. If they, it's he, not one of those two moves. That offensive line desperately needs a right tackle, mm-hmm. uh, and they need they need wide receivers as well. But I, I really think they need this this um, mm-hmm. offensive line just shirt up right now. But it also they could use tight ends too. What's there also, yeah, they could use a tight end as well. Oh, you know, they could take TJ Hawkinson. Some people have him in the top ten. I wouldn't go that far, but I would love <laughs> to see them trade up and get grab Noah Fant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love to see them go back up in the first round and get a guy like that if you really believe he's that talented. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a risky thing, but here's the thing where I'm not going to criticize Jacksonville, even though I think they overpaid. Yeah. They had to. Their no, other, they did. They didn't have another option. They couldn't but put Blake Bortles out there. They, are a team, they couldn't get a Joe Flacco. They are a team one year removed from the AFC title game. Yeah. They needed to take the risk. And, and you're saying that they're married to him. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. but they have to. This is that moment in poker where you're like, screw it. All I'm in. all in. Mm-hmm. I have to do this right now. Uh, I've got a good enough hand here. Nick Foles is good enough. It's risky. I could still lose. But I have to go for it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. In Jacksonville, they've got so many pieces that they should be back. They should have been back to the AFC Championship for again sure. last year. Um, they should have been right there. But the team just kind of fell apart. And a big just part of that, just ask um, Jalen Ramsey that question there. Mm-hmm. When he was saying, we all know what the problem is. I can't say what the problem is, but we all know what it is. Like Bortles. Exactly. You've got somebody else. You've got somebody mm-hmm. better, somebody more talented. Um, and hopefully age has been good to Nick Foles, and he's kind of put some of the past mm-hmm. uh, issues behind him, and he's ready to just move on and be a Super Bowl MVP again. Yeah, and I mean, because it's not just because of the Blake Bortles thing mm-hmm. that Jacksonville was kind of pinned into this. There like, was injury issues. They didn't have well, any wide receivers. It's not just that. It's There's a ton of... Reasons why. First off, like we said, you're a year removed from the AFC title game. Really, you were one penalty away from the Super Bowl to play Nick Foles and his Eagles. One penalty in that Patriot game away from beating the Patriots because they led going into halftime, had that bad penalty late in the game, kind of flipped momentum for the Patriots and how they were able to take it. You have that. Then you have number two, Blake Bortles. You could not trot him out this year after what he showed last year. Number three in my mind, look at the Colts. The Colts are a team. I know you and I, before the podcast, were kind of talking, and you were like, well, they're not really doing anything with that cap space that they got right now. Like, they've got so much of it, and they're not doing anything right away. And, of course, it's day one of free agency. We'll see how... This kind of well, while we're recording this podcast, it's not even free agency yet. Yeah, free agency doesn't officially start till Wednesday, as we're recording this on Tuesday. But people are talking and kind of agreeing to deals already today. And 
you've got them plus we've talked about Seattle numerous times. You mentioned them today on this podcast. The Jaguars have a similar issue with as Seattle yep. did of this defense is I'm gonna say in its prime. This defense is not going to be great forever. You need to cash in while you have all these chips lined up on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, it, this defense is going to be a big part of it. And the defense really, for Nick Foles, it could be the same. And I'm not comparing him to Trent Dilfer. Mm-hmm. But it could be a Trent Dilfer situation. That's all they need. And that's yeah. what they thought they would get with Blake Bortles. They just need someone just, to not turn just over don't the Just don't mess it ball. up. And he did great with that when they mm-hmm. went to the AFC Championship game. Uh, they just need him. And the, that's the best thing about Nick Foles. He doesn't really turn the ball over. Uh, he essentially has a 2-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. You're pretty happy with what you get out of Nick Foles. Yeah, the most he had was his last year in Philly, first year, or his only year in St. Louis. He had 10 and then 10. Yeah, and to be fair, he didn't play 16 games in either one of them. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's he's a guy who really doesn't turn over the ball that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be the other red flag, or not red flag, but concern for a lot of people is Nick Foles has never played a full season. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. He never played 16 games before. The most he's played is 13 and started 10, his mm-hmm. second year in the league. And, you know, it's con- it's a little concerning mm-hmm. just when you look at that because you, you need him to be out there all the time. Um, but for Jaguar fans, I mean, this is the right move. You guys should be excited to have Nick Foles. He's a good quarterback. He is an above-average quarterback. Mm-hmm. There are teams that wish they had a quarterback like Nick Foles. Is it a risk? Sure, there's risk involved. But there are teams in free agency that did riskier things. Teams like the Jets, the Browns, the Packers, the Raiders, teams who went all in on a lot of different players, they have a bigger likelihood of failing Mm -hmm. than you guys just saying one thing, Nick Foles, that's all we need. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you guys can't be the worst failure out of all of them, um, but... You guys have a better chance of success than the people going out and getting everything. And just because I'll say it again, mm-hmm. I like playing this game. Um, here are the opponents for Jacksonville this year. Home opponents, division, then you have the Jets, the Buccaneers, Chargers, Saints, Chiefs. 50-50. Yeah. Like you've got three that I see could be losses, two that could be win besides the division. Then on the road, you have the division. Then you have the Bengals, the Raiders, the Broncos, Falcons, and Panthers. An entirely mixed bag there. Things are honestly looking pretty good when you look at that schedule. Mm-hmm. You should be able to get nine nine wins out of this. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, I know they're on the road, but it's like the Bengals, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Falcons, the Panthers, all freaking question mark teams this year. What are we, like, Cam's injured. The mm-hmm. Falcons, are they going to be what I, they were two years ago? I would say the Jaguars are better year? teams in, a, in exactly. every single one like, of those and teams. And then the Broncos, what are they going to be with Joe Flacco? And then the Raiders and Bengals, I would say Jacksonville with Nick Foles mm-hmm. is better than both of those teams. In the paper world that we're living in right mm-hmm. now, if everything's on paper, no games have been played yet, and mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten to the draft, this is a nine-win team for me, easy. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean the true question. Maybe a ten win team because you got you got a couple toss up games in mm-hmm. there. The true question is, and this is another thing I want to throw out there too, is 
he is being reunited in a sense with John D. Filippo. Is that going to make like? Is that going to make? I kind of want to say, is that going to make any difference? Of course, it's going to make a difference. It's going to be better than mm-hmm. going somewhere where he's not. But like you and I have answered or asked the question before of, and like, I think we got the when answer those too. three split up. Who's the true mastermind in that? I mean, yeah, Frank Reich did good things with the Colts this year, but like Doug Peterson again had an injured Carson Wentz. Took that team to the playoffs and won in the playoffs. Although yeah. Cody Parkey um, helped them out a little bit, best the player Bears on the probably, Eagles uh, should have won that game if they kicked a field goal right. Um, and then John D. Filippo got fired by the Minnesota Vikings. So I mean, it, so you're really getting the worst of the bunch. It comes into a sense of like, does it? Yeah, I'll Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It does it even matter that he's being reunited with D. Filippo? Uh, I think it helps. A little bit, but yeah, I don't think he was the mastermind. I mean, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like when in Chicago, it's a familiar language, maybe. Yeah, it's like in Chicago when they went and grabbed. Um, I forget his name even at this point, but the quarterback coach that Jay Cutler worked really well with, Dal Loggins. Uh, was it Dal Loggins? No, it wasn't Dal Loggins. It was somebody else that was okay. a part of that same type of time. But they mm-hmm. went and got him because they're like. Actually, it might have been dialogue. Eh, it probably it was. They're like, yeah, they've got the familiarity. They got the language. It'll lead to success, and it started to lead to success, and then it led to failure mm-hmm. immediately after. Um, could be a very similar situation, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, every team we talked about, except for the Steelers, uh, <laughs> I, I feel good about what they all did. Even the Giants. Yeah, because even the Giants are a rebuild a, team. Even though they're in the rebuild mode. They did what they needed to do. They need to rebuild. I'll ask you the same question I asked you about the Raiders and Steelers, and I'll yeah. get the same answer after you. Win the division, wild card, just miss the wild card, or completely out of the playoffs this year? I'm going to put the Jacksonville Jaguars at probably wild card but they've got a chance to win the division. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm saying for sure wild card because I like the Colts better. I like that team better. I think they're they've got the better quarterback. They're more they're a much better well-coached team. Let's see what they do with a healthy Marlon Mack the entire year. But this Jacksonville team, there's no yeah. reason like and Nick Foles is also a quarterback, let's be honest. It might suit him a little better to come in as that wild card, come in as that underdog, because that's kind of the, and it was the whole team, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what fueled the Philadelphia Eagles and why, like, when they won the Super Bowl, they had that dog mask because Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, we're the underdogs. No one expects us to win, so we're going to kind of embrace that a little bit. They got a Super Bowl MVP, so... Mm-hmm. Got to get uh, production out of him like a Super Bowl MVP. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. How is the Nick Foles era going to play out in Jacksonville? I'm going to be honest. I'm a little skeptic um, with how it's going to go, basically because it's not the Philadelphia Eagles. But, I mean, Nick Foles, if he plays like he did the last two years, it shouldn't be a bad decision for Jacksonville. But let us know what you guys think down below also make sure to hit us up on patreon patreon.com backslash most podcast that's where you're going to help support the channel ten dollar tier you can join the podcast each and every month you support us at that tier also make sure to rate and review the podcast on apple podcast i almost said apple itunes but apple podcast 
Make sure to please give us that five-star rating. It really helps us out. And then follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Mark is at the Mark Weber with two E's. And Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. Want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.